I've been scouring the list of uh, injuries, etc., off-season surgeries, uh, as I do with both coaches, just to find out the players that are having surgery that we didn't really know were having it or how they're progressing, etc. However, we've never really worried about coaching staff, and I understand Danny Daly, who, of course, had that horrific injury uh, leading into uh, the final series. Um, he's off this week for some knee surgery. Morning, Danny. Morning, boys. How are we? You I, knew I, should have I knew I shouldn't have mentioned anything to Clark the other day. No, I read it in the paper. It's on AFL.com. It's in the social pages. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. So if we turn the clock back, I mean, um, I didn't, but uh, I know Paul and Clark had a little bit of a laugh about what happened to you, but um, explain <laughs> was what exactly did happen and what's coming up. Well, my 11-year-old son has said to me, don't ever embarrass me and tell everyone the real story. Um, but I will tell you the real story. Um, so virtually a quarter time when we were playing Melbourne in the final, I was rushing down to uh, catch up with Fags before he spoke to the players and slipped on the stairs coming down and my knee buckled and, um, yeah, ended up tearing my ACL and meniscus and cartilage and a few other things. Oh, the whole lot. Yeah, the whole boxing dice. I've had two Ricos before, so it's, uh, it's not in great shape anyway. I wouldn't say I've done my first two rehabs that well of the, re- of the, uh, the first two Ricos, so I'm sure that contributed to it as well. But right. anyway, that's enough about me. Let's move on. <laughs> so so you be, it's being repaired hopefully this week, and how long are you out of business for? Uh, I'm not too sure. I've got to make a decision actually today whether I do the full Rico, whether I just uh, get the meniscus and cartilage and I've got a bit of um, uh, other damage in there. So um, whether I just get that done for now and go back and do the Rico later because so, it's a fair, okay. <laughs> it's a massive rehab. and So I'm not too sure which way I'll go yet, but we'll, we'll work through that today, I suppose. But anyway, that's me and we haven't got too many other surgeries with the players, which is more important. Danny, we, we've seen the AFL trade period come to its conclusion. Uh, Josh Dunkley, the deal done very, very late. There must have been a few nervous moments there as well. And Jack Gunston, very experienced player with Hawthorne. They are the inclusions for the Lions for next season. Dan McStay, and we sort of knew Dan was going to be on his way out halfway through the season. And Tom Berry are the two that will be leaving the Lions. Yeah, um, so two great additions to our footy club and unfortunately we lose two... um Two of our players who were much loved at the Lions, but, you know, they seek further opportunities elsewhere, so we wish them all the best. But, you know, we set out to, to do a couple of things at the start of trade period, and that was to to get Josh um, and also Jack um, and also to put ourselves in a really good position points-wise to be able to get to two father sons. So at the end of the day, I think we um, were able to do that quite, quite well and um, we've ended up um, a good result for the footy club. Danny, uh, I don't know whether it's all theatrics or not, but how close was it to Josh Dunkley not ending up at the Lions? Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose you need to probably ask the doggies that question because they're the ones who have to yeah. accept the uh, the deal that was put to them. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, thankfully both parties came together, albeit that it was, you know, 7 o'clock, 20 minutes before the deadline, and common sense prevailed. End of the day, the player... Wanted to move. We wanted to get the player, so we went, we needed to make sure that we um, our offer was substantial enough for the dogs to accept it, and the dogs needed to. As much as they spoke about walking away and, and um, him going through the preseason draft, I don't think that would have been a, a win for anyone. So um, I, I, I really don't think it would have been a case where he hadn't have got to us. It was just making sure that you know both okay. parties were sensible enough to get it done. Danny, I, I must admit I don't understand how trade points 
work, but it's been reported the Lions have enough trade points to be able to get Ashcroft and Fletcher. So can you give us a brief rundown on how that works? Yeah, so basically every draft pick from 1 through to about 71, I think it is, is ranked points-wise. So number one is like 3,000 points. Uh, number two, for example, is 2,517, whatever it is. So it's a point system which was done by some experts who look at the uh, the draft system in um, in the States, etc. And for each draft pick that you've got, you're obviously allocated a certain amount of points depending on what your pick is. So, for example, our first pick would have been um, 15 originally, which was around about uh, 1,800 points thereabouts. Um, so obviously, if Will Ashcroft is to go number one, we need 3,000 points to get him. Um, and the same for Jasper, who they're saying could go anywhere from you know 15 to 20, which is around about the 1100 mark. So all up, we needed about 4,000 points. Um, so to do that, we needed to manipulate a few uh, picks around and split them and and get extra p- picks so our points add up. So um, you're able to get the two players. Um, the AFL also allow you to go in deficit to next year, which is another complicated point system, which. Um, it's probably for another time, to be honest. But at the end of the day, we need to make sure we have enough points uh, to get those two kids, and there's only a certain amount of deficit points you can go into next year. So if we didn't have enough points and Will Ashcroft went one and, say, Jasper Fletcher went ten, we wouldn't have been able to bid on Jasper Fletcher because we wouldn't have had enough points in this year and enough deficit points for next year to be able to get them. So it was the art of moving around all our picks to make sure that we end up with enough points to get both boys. Tell you what, you did I'll next Excellent job I'll of explaining that. I was going to say, I've probably made no sense. No, no. Can you do the Duckworth-Lewis system now as well for cricket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is too hard for me to work I'll out. tell you what, it's taken two weeks, but finally someone has been able to explain it to us because we had a couple of cracks uh, whilst Paul was away and couldn't make uh, head nor tail of it, but uh, that was very, very well explained. Just on Jack Gunston, um, I-, I think... Brisbane Lions have got a very potent, uh, potent forward line, Danny, but I guess accuracy has been uh, one issue that they've confronted uh, this year and also last year. But he's a gun, Jack Gunston, as far as accuracy is concerned. I think he's a really good get. Yeah. Um, once we sort of had an idea that um, Dan was potentially going to go, um, we started looking around to see what was uh, you know, available and um, to replace him. And we've got some young kids coming through our... Our system, but um, obviously Fags' relationship with with Jack and you know Birch and Hodgie as well. We we identified him as someone who would be a good replacement for Dan. He's he's not the contested marking beast that, that Dan is, but as you said, he's a he's a goal kicker. He never misses. Um, wow. He can get up the ground. He works hard, and I think he'll really fit in well to our, our forward line group. And and as you said, he he might even take over our goal kicking coaching duties as well. So. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be a fantastic um, get for our footy club. Danny, we've only got two minutes till news time, so just a couple of brief ones. Uh, Chris Fagan there, you, you made mention of Fags. We, we know the situation he finds himself in. Oh, away from everything, we know you're mates with him. How's he travelling at the moment? Yeah, he's going OK. He's um, he's not too bad. It's been a big month for him, as we know, and he's at his moments. Um those that know Chris Fagan and you guys hear him and see him, he's, he's an um, unbelievable human being. So he's had to put up with, obviously, some scrutiny about his character. But, um, you know, from my point of view, you know, we put our arms around him, support him, and um, we can't wait to get him back into the footy club. Well done, Danny. And you're on the move today as a club. Yes, we get the keys to the new facility, Springfield. So heading out there now for the uh, 
for the um, the launch of it all and to go through it and everyone to set up their offices. So it's been a it's been a big couple of years for the footy club and it's going to make such a, a difference to us. And um, yeah, can't wait to get out there and uh, and call it home. What a shame you can't help with the move. Oh yeah, it's maybe there in spirit. <laughs> no. no, I'm heading out there today to do whatever I can do, which won't be much, but I'll be there supervising. Supervisor, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Danny. Always a pleasure, mate. You're, you're a great friend of this show. Good luck with the surgery, mate. Hope it goes well, and we'll catch up again soon. No worries, boys. You have a great day, and thanks for having us on.